Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 welcome to the Rated R Safety Show. Today's July the 28th of 2020, and of course, it is Tuesday, day 210 of the year, and only, 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 only 156 more days to go. Anyways, how are you doing today on this fantastic Tuesday? Hopefully you're not participating this early in liquid lunch. <laughs> you know, some of you know what I mean by that. Some of you might not. Anyway, so hopefully everything's going grand. We are coming to you live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, coming across the multiverse of different things related to Safety FM. We are coming across on safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv. And of course, if you're hanging out on the different social media platforms, I'm pretty sure we're there as well. Anyways, just to start off right off the top of the bat, because there were some questions right away. Um, No, <laughs> Andrea Baker and I were not hanging out at three o'clock in the morning having a conversation Eastern time. That was a conversation that was recorded yesterday, but I totally screwed up and forgot to put that it was pre-recorded. So I apologize about that for the people that thought that that was going on live and in real time at that time, but that was sure as hell not the case. Also, thank you for the people that reached out to me yesterday to figure out what the hell was going on with me. Not that anything was wrong. I just couldn't talk. And for some, that was a blessing in disguise. 
probably even mostly the people that I hang around the most. It's kind of weird to say. Think about that. Anyway, so as you know, we normally start this off with some feature story news. So let's not do it any different today than what we do it on any other day. And by the way, I got some prizes to give away today. So be ready for those as well. Let's get you in some feature story news. Here is the news on the Raising Our Safety Show. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Holly Hudson. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson warns there are signs of a second wave of coronavirus in Europe as he defended the government's decision to force travellers returning from Spain into 14 days of quarantine. It comes as the Spanish Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez called the UK's decision unjust, saying tourists in most Spanish regions would be safer from COVID-19 than in the UK. Stuart Smith has more from London. Travellers currently returning from any region of Spain have to quarantine, but tour operators, airlines and the opposition Labour Party are querying why the rule cannot be more nuanced, only requiring travellers returning from the worst-hit parts of Spain to quarantine upon return. The Spanish Prime Minister, Mr Sanchez, says his government is talking with the British authorities to try to get them to reconsider. For example, Germany's foreign travel advice only advises people against travelling to the worst-hit regions in northern Spain. But Boris Johnson says the country has got to stick with the current guidance. Stuart Smith, London. Meanwhile, Antwerp has imposed a late-night curfew as the number of new coronavirus infections in the Belgian province surge. The ramped-up measures come after the government announced stricter restrictions to halt what could be a second wave. Tony Waterman has more from Brussels. The curfew has been set from 11.30 at night until 6 in the morning. Only those traveling to work or the hospital are allowed out and face masks are mandatory in all public spaces. The local government has also made working from home compulsory, except when it's absolutely impossible. Even stricter measures were introduced for the hardest hit areas, including Antwerp city center, where all events and festivities were canceled and all gyms are to close. Antwerp, which is Belgium's most populous province, accounts for roughly 50 percent of the country's latest round of infections. On Monday, the Belgian government further tightened national measures, including slashing the number of people a household is allowed to interact with. Local officials in the east of the Democratic Republic of Congo have condemned the army and the UN peacekeeping mission for failing to stop the killing of civilians in their region. The officials say at least 220 people were killed earlier this month in the latest round of clashes between armed groups. And Prime Minister Narendra Modi says that India aims to increase COVID-19 testing capacity to 1 million people per day in the coming weeks. Sriyoshi Mukherjee reports. According to Prime Minister Modi, India had only one COVID testing centre in January, but now there are almost 1,300 labs. He says around 500,000 tests are being conducted daily. Mr Modi also says that India is doing better than the other countries in the battle against COVID due to the right decisions taken at the right time. While India's recovery rate is improving, Prime Minister Modi still urged people to wear masks and maintain safe distancing. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Well, that's pretty interesting right out of the bat. Not the toilet flushing thing, of course. But listening to some of the things that you're kind of limited in some areas on even the amount of people that you can interact with. Or let me rephrase that. As a family can interact with. By the way, this is going to be the heavy drinking um, episode today. And I am not drinking alcohol. Just so you know, um, just to be on the safe side, 
but my throat is dry. And I know that I'm not going to be able to make it through this. So if you hear a lot of um, going on with me drinking, that is exactly what is happening. That's if you're listening to the audio version or the podcast. Or if you're watching, well, that's, you know, what I'm doing because I take the temporary pause. So that's what's happening. Anyways, before I get into my nonsense, you know, that disclaimer thing. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So I don't know. I kind of felt like I left you hanging to some extent yesterday, but a lot of things going on. And let me kind of go into some of the older stories. And of course, you already know some of these possibilities, but let's go through them anyways, just to have, you know, a different perspective in a conversation. So if you are not aware or are aware, let's kind of talk about it. Banks are closing credit cards and slashing credit card limits amid the pandemic, according to a survey. Now, I don't know if you heard about this. As the economist or the the economic fallout of the pandemic continues to unfold, banks are rushing to close credit card accounts or slash credit limits to curb the risk. One in four Americans with credit cards said that they had their account involuntarily shut down in mid-May to July, or mid-July, better saying. While one in three said the credit limit was reduced according to the new report of ComparedCards.com. They surveyed about 1,003 cardholders. 1,003. Couldn't this be 1,000? 1,003. (laughs) This follows the rate of reduction in April and comes as many Americans battle the joblessness and uncertain economic futures. But now with the reduced access to credit. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, number one, I am not a huge fan of credit cards. Uh, I've said that before. I'm not sure if I've said it on this show, but I'm not me personally. I'm not a huge fan of credit cards. I am, if I'm going to use something, I like to use charge cards. And people are going to be like, what the hell's the difference? Well, a credit card gives you a certain amount of time to pay it. A charge card normally has a 30-day limit where you have to pay it within 30 days. If not, you get some nailed for some astronomical rate. Or you're not able to use the card anymore. Yeah, you know. Tomato, tomato. I mean, I prefer debit cards, but if I do use a card that carries anything, It's normally a charge card. Anyways, these are really big numbers, said Matt Schultz, chief industry analyst of ComparedCards.com. It means that awfully a lot of Americans had one of their financial security nets taken from them in one of the most difficult economic times in American history. Is really a credit card a security net at the time? I mean, all you're doing at that point is getting into more debt. You know this. I know this. And I don't know if getting into more debt is really what we need at the moment. The pullback by credit card issuers is occurring more frequently than the 2008 Great Recession that they called back then. One in six card holders reported reduced limits and an involuntary account closures. According to a 2010 study by Phoenix Synergistics a market research firm for finance companies. This, in a lot of ways, is a much bigger issue today than what it was during the Great Recession. So, a lot of stuff going on there for sure as we talk about this. It makes sense the banks are taking 
an even harder line with lending because there's so much that they don't know and they're nervous about it. One in five cardholders solved at least a $5,000 reduction in their credit limit. And I don't know. I don't know how you look at that. While most limits were reduced by $1,000 or less, one in five cardholders said that the limits were slashed by at least $5,000. Folks who saw the biggest credit limit reduction were high-income folks, according to Schultz. They're more, susceptible, they're more susceptible to cuts because of what they earn. Simply because they, they will be the most likely to be the high risk on the credit. Because they go out and I guess spend like crazy is what the guy is saying. American, make, American making more than $100,000 were most likely to have their credit limit cut. <coughs> Excuse me. Two when reported. According to them, and of course, it gives some financial breakdown there. But think about it there for a couple of minutes as we go through this. Because you have to look at it and go, okay, there's going to be some cuts. Now, I'm not, here's where I get very confused. There is an assumption automatically that people that are making $100,000 or more, and believe me, I'm not crying for them, that they are financially responsible and they are better managers of their money. And I kind of laugh as, as I say that out loud. Because I know people that make over $100,000 a year. Not like they're some kind of odd creature. But they're not good money managers. And, you know, I'm not saying that to be an ass. I'm saying that because I got to interact with a lot of people. That had financial questions at one point in my life. Where we would talk about that stuff. You know, I talk a lot in my personal life about zero-based budgeting, where your budget for your finances needs to be zero. You need to spend all your money in before it actually comes in, and you spend every dollar on paper. And I can go into a whole tangent there about that. But I think it's interesting on how this turnaround's working, for sure, as we move forward here. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. And I'm going to have to cough up a lung here in a second. I can already tell that's about to happen. That's just what's going on today. Anyway, Washington, D.C. Mayor Merle Boyer announced the list of states that anyone coming to D.C. from must self-quarantine for 14 days. So anybody who's coming from these following states has to quarantine to get when they get there. <coughs> Excuse me. The states considered high risk are. Arkansas, Arizona, Alabama, California, Delaware, Florida, shocker, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Mexico, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Washington, and Wisconsin. This list will be updated again on August the 20th. I might as well have read you the, the states that can just make it in. Because I think reading it to you the other way seemed to be like a lot more. So as you take a look at this and hear this, what are you thinking? What is your thought process? Does it make sense to you? Would you even be willing to go to D.C. if you know you had a 14-day quarantine ahead of you? <coughs> 
I'm so sorry about coughing in your ear, especially if you have headphones on. It's the worst thing ever, I know, because people have done it to me. So as you talk about it and think about it, would you even go to D.C. at this point? And once you get to D.C., what the hell are you going to do? Isn't still a lot of things closed? I'm just asking. By the way, the next time I'm going to hit the paw, I'm going to actually hit the sensor button. So don't think that I'm coughing and nothing's really going on in real time because that's what I'll be doing. Anyways, police were called to a mini golf center in Tennessee after 300 to 400 teenagers began destroying the place after management refused to issue refunds for broken arcades. Parents reportedly dropped off a large group of teens and bolted, clearly violating mass gathering restrictions. According, According to the video, the melee of teenagers, none of whom appeared to have masks, were knocking items off the counter, throwing items at the employees, and pulling off plastic screens and put in place to protect everyone from the deadly virus. Another team not seen on video reportedly shot off fireworks in the building. While the police did respond, no arrests were made on site. The park is working without authorities to identify or is working with authorities to identify those involved. Also, the center is now banning all minors from visiting without parental supervision. Well, shit, don't you think that should have happened in the first place? Duh. Just a question, of course. Me just asking the question because that's what I'm supposed to do. So let's ask questions on the show. So what do you think? Mini golf. I still don't see how that would be something that is a necessity to send my kids out to go do. I really don't. I'm just talking here. You and I are having the conversation. What are you thinking? If you have children, would you send them out to go play mini golf? With everything going on at the moment? Or would you look at it and say, no, no way, Jose. There was a couple of Minnesota thought it would be a good idea to wear matching mask featuring Nazi swastika inside of their local Walmart. The 59 year old man and 64 year old woman claimed that they were not, are not Nazis, but wore the offensive design as warning to others of what America will become. If Joe Biden is elected in turns, other shoppers bashed the couple and called them un-American. Also the cops were called in called excuse me and the couple got hit with a no trespass notice preventing them from shopping at walmart for a year so something to think about so now you can't go to walmart for a year because you have opted to wear a mask you have opted to do this for some god unknown reason I mean, I look at this and I go, okay, there's certain things that you can probably push the edge on, but is that even worth it? That's not something I would go down the path doing, me personally, of course. Duh. But I am just a guy who sits here behind a microphone. You are listening to a Radio God. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a Radio God. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, an unofficial 1968 Mexico City Olympics torch sold for about $47,786 at auction. The item was part of a sale of an Olympic gear that also included gold medals from various games 
from 1908 to 1988. The museum quality torch is noteworthy because it has a so-called Type 6 torch, which according to the Boston-based RR Auction was developed after previous model exploded on its way up the games. Wow, exploded up the games. That's something to think about, for sure, as I mentioned that. I have the previous model that exploded. And now you have the model that doesn't explode. That's real interesting. I mean, I take a look at it and I go, okay. Wouldn't the exploding model in your eyes probably be worth more? Not that we want anything to explode. I'm just saying, don't get mad at me because I'm saying certain things. Anyways, here we go. You're taking a listen of the show right now because people say that I'm not fair with our digital people that are listening via stream. Right now, if you go to safetyfm.io, that is safetyfm.io, that will take you to the website for our class that we have going on tomorrow, our live virtual Hop 101 class. If you enter in promo code, RRSS, so rated R safety show, RRSS and 101, all is one thing, you'll get a free ticket to get in. There you go. There's the people that I don't normally give stuff to according to the streamers. So there you go. It's open right now. And after, it'll be gone. Limited time only. I thought you might like that. Just in case. Okay, let's continue. A man was shot over the weekend during a Black Lives Matters protest in Austin. While the group was mostly peaceful, at the point of confrontation erupted and five gunshots rang out. Before opening fire, the shooter was in a car, reportedly drove at the protesters in an attempt to run them over. The victim, Garrett Foster, approached the shooter vehicle while carrying his own gun, and that's when he got shot. The suspect has been arrested and is cooperating, according to authorities. So there you go. Interesting times there for sure. As you take a listen to that. I don't get it. I I mean, I just don't get it. And I understand people are not agree with everything. And I understand that certain things are just not for everyone. And that's okay. But you don't need to haul off and shoot some dude. Duh. Because you don't agree for what he's protesting for. Now, if he's vandalizing the place, it might be a different story. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about that he was protesting. So something to think about as we talk about this for sure. Anyways, a 12-year-old has invented a social awareness machine, known as Sam for short, that beeps when something in within less than six foot radius, proud dad Kyle posted about his son's invention on social media, writing that he was an aspiring entrepreneur and an engineering whiz. He also asked that for the public to help supporting his education at a private school in Pennsylvania. So far, he's raised about $10,000. Good for that kid. $10,000 to go to school. And he's 
creating something for people to have social distancing. I don't know. I look at it and go, can't you just do some social distancing from home? Just don't go anywhere. I mean, I'll tell you, I only come out to go here where we're currently at. And then the other reason I go out is sometimes I go grocery shopping. That's very rare. Um, But I don't know. It's a cool little invention for sure. Something we're talking about. Let's see what happens with the kid later down the road. You know, it's always cool to see new inventions when kids come up with stuff like that. You just never know what's going to happen next. I'm a trial lawyer. I'm not part of your family, and I don't do skits with my mom. I'm a real lawyer, a damn good lawyer, the best lawyer this state has to offer. And I've built a reputation for standing up for the people of this country, righting the wrongs. You may not agree with all of my views, but when it comes to trying cases, there's only one view, justice. And justice is what I get. Figer Law. That's why we're unstoppable. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Oh, good old Figer Law. Gotta love it. A salmonella salmonella outbreak is affecting nearly two dozen states. According to the federal health officials, a total of 212 people have been infected across 23 states. The CDC reports that 31 have been hospitalized, but no deaths have been reported. The source of the outbreak, which began in July, on July the 10th, remains unknown. So, there you go. Sure, I'm adding into the great things that are going on across the world. Feels that way sometimes. Anyways, major stock averages surged higher on Monday as investors geared up for a busy week of earning reports and also digested proposed coronavirus relief bill introduced by the Senate Republicans. Apple Inc., Amazon Inc., Facebook Inc., and Alphabet Inc. Yeah, I did say Alphabet Inc., just in case. All realized sizable increases as the four, four tech giants prepared to release quarterly earnings later this week. Trading volumes were down overall on Monday, which nearly 9% fewer shares exchanging hands than the average from the previous 20 market sessions. Something to think about for sure as we talk about this here on the Rated R Safety Show. You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about it. You know that we have to talk about it. There's always a news story here or there that goes on. So let's talk real quick. A Florida man who has suffered from hearing loss for 25 years and depends on lip reading in many situations says that he is struggling with everyone wearing a mask. So he came up with a solution. After a frustrating incident due to the inability to communicate, Brian Tavares went home, took a mask, cut a hole where someone's mouth would be. He then laid the mask on a table, trying to figure out what he could put on the hole to see someone's lips. With the help of his wife, who is a nurse, they came up with a window mask using clear plastic rectangles in place of the fabric in the front of it. Brian told Fox News that his story circulated orders for masks that came pouring from all over the world. 
He told the outlet the project has given him a sense of fulfillment during such a, such a bleak time. Wonder what the mask is selling for, because definitely there's not a website for it. Would love to hear what it is. A lot of the interesting things. I mean, it's it's kind of weird sometimes when you start taking a look at it on what people will do during odd times like this. How creative people can become and how things can change. So something to think about as we go through that. Anyways, let's get you into some of our main story stuff because I think that's going to be important today. So let's get through it. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about it. It seems like everywhere we look right now, there's COVID-19 everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. It seems to be going nonstop. It seems to be going where people are saying, hey, there's just not a place on the planet where it doesn't exist. Well, I got something for you. A tiny Italian island is leaving experts bewildered with a lack of coronavirus infection. None of the 800 residents who live in Gilio Island have developed COVID-19 systems despite close-knit community being favorable to spread the disease. Dr. Almondo Shalafino said the island is the sole is the sole physician for the island, is looking onto why the virus hasn't spread there, even as visitors come to the island, later tested positive. Perplexed by the situation, Dr. Armando looked into antibody testing of the 800 residents. 723 agreed to be tested. Only one person found to have antibodies. As for why the lack of the spread, researcher from Million guesses that it may be that the islanders weren't exposed to enough virus to get infected while massimo adrelino head of the infectious disease at rome's tor vegetera hospital noted that some patients were simply less capable of spreading the disease for some unclear reason so something to think about there so there is a place on the planet where this does not exist there is a place on the planet where this is not happening at all. So something to think about for sure as we move forward here on the Rated R Safety Show and talk about some of the things that are going on. And I have to tell you right away and right now, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm about to cough up a lung again. So maybe we should just drop into some music real quick. We head for the sky, it's all right. Our wings wouldn't fly, it's all right. If we are crashing down again. Pieces of love, it's all right. Scattered in mud, it's all right. You're giving me a lie again. And tell me what you want.
I think Sheldon is a late um, joiner of the show, not knowing where I was at. That's perfectly fine. That does happen. I would thank you. I was able to cough out my lungs there. So that was quite fantastic. Duh. Anyways, 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 and talking. By the way, happy belated birthday to Mr. Sheldon Primus. Because he's here now, it seems like. So I think he turned, what, 59 yesterday or something like that? 60? Is it? Oh, it's 60. Sorry. I got it wrong. Anyways, let's continue down the path here. John Saxon has died. The actor known best for his roles in Western and horror films, such as Nightmare on Elm Street, passed away from pneumonia on Saturday. He was 83. Kind of feel like we're back to some of the scenarios we were talking about last week in regards of never knowing what to do next. Fleetwood Mac co-founder passed away over the weekend. Peter Green has died, according to the statement made from his family. He was 73. Never know where to go after these. You can say so many different things after it's done, but you can only say it at that time. So something to think about. Sophie Turner, 24, and Joe Jonas, yeah, from, you know, the Jonas Brothers fame, who was 30, became parents over the weekend. Or last week, better say. That could be the weekend. They gave birth to a daughter. So good for them. Congratulations. I'm bringing another child into the world. Duh. Anyways, let's go into the swamp real quick. Talk about some of the different things that are going on around there. 
The first of three scheduled showdowns between President Trump and Joe Biden have been moved from Indiana to Ohio after Notre Dame withdrew as the host. The Commission for Presidential Debate, the CPD, announced Monday that the debate scheduled for September the 29th will now be hosted by Case Western Reserve University and the Cleveland Clinic will be held at the Health Education Campus in Cleveland, Ohio. Notre Dame withdrew due to health concerns associated with large in-person gatherings amid the coronavirus crisis. Well, I mean, I think that's something good to, to look at. Maybe they should just do a town hall. Have conversations that way at the time being. I don't know. What do you think? What's your thought process behind that? I just throw that out there to ask the question. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, we talked about it yesterday for a brief moment of time. A winning ticket was sold yesterday in New Jersey for Friday night's Mega Million drawing. The winner has the option of taking the $123 million jackpot or $100.1 million cash payout. Tonight's drawing will be for $20 million jackpot or $16.2 million cash payout. So good luck if you're into that kind of stuff, for sure. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Wednesday's drawing will be for $117 million jackpot or a $94.9 million cash payout. So either way, not a bad gig, depending on how you want to take a look at it, for sure. Anyways, let's get into some of the celebrity news. Or showbiz news, as some people like to call it. The Witcher Blood Origins, a limited series from the Witcher universe, is heading to Netflix. According to Deadline, Blood Origin will be a six-part live-action limited series and the prequel to The Witcher. The series will be shot in the UK, but specific timelines have not been revealed. We're kind of going to get to that more and more. By the way, I haven't heard anything lately about the movie theaters. Aren't they still supposed to be opening like right around the corner? Or is that getting pushed back again? Well, Taylor Swift own record label was shocked about her new album, Folklore. According to the Insider, Republican <laughs> Republic Records had no idea until right before was released on Friday. The superstar wrote the record, the entire album, while isolation due to COVID-19, collaborating with multi-instrumental list Aaron Dessner on 11 of the 16 tracks. In an interview with Pitchfork, Dessner shared there was no outside influence at all. What? There was no outside influence at all. And for someone who's being glaring spotlight for the last 15 years, it's really liberating to have some privacy and work on her own terms. She deserves that. That's what he said. As previously reported, Forklore sold over 1.3 million copies in its first 24 hours and broke global streaming records on Spotify and Apple Music. You almost have to separate those lines. You cannot say it sold 1.3 million copies and then reference Spotify and Apple Music because Apple Music does sell music. But via iTunes or their versionality of iTunes, whatever the hell it's called now. But Spotify does not sell music. Unless something's changed in the last 24 hours that I'm not familiar with. Outer Banks has been renewed for season two. The Hutton Netflix series, popular among young adults, will premiere on April the 15th 
for next year. All the main characters from season one will return. And according to Variety Report, supposedly the main character of the show is actually from the little neighborhood where I live. I know some kids in the area were really excited about it. I don't know why. There's something to think about. Anyways, Lisa, Merlis, Lisa Marie Presley, ex-husband, fears that she may relapse following her son, Benjamin Kelloff's tragic suicide. Michael Lockman, who shares 11-year-old twin daughter with Presley, filed court papers last week demanding full custody on the basis that of her new significant concerns. Presley hasn't been known of having a history of drug and alcohol addiction, but has reportedly been sober for the last three years. Lockwood also voiced concern about guns she keeps in her home. The exes are already in the midst of a tense divorce, which this latest filing is just more bullshit. Let's just call it what it is. I don't get it. So I think your kids, I think you're stressed. So I'm going to add to your stress level. I've had a hard time understanding it sometimes. Sheldon, who just turned 59 yesterday, is saying that it's Miss Michael Jackson. <laughs> Remember that. 59. Don't put 49. Don't be lying to people. It appears that Johnny Depp's libel suit against British tabloid, The Sun, will end in a cliffhanger. According to page six, final testimony should be wrapped up by the end of today. Then Judge Nicole will take an undetermined amount of time to consider the ruling. As previously reported, the case has been back and forth. He said, she said, regards the domestic violence claims, alleged affairs, threesomes, and the loss of $750 million, drugs, and amber poop in the bed. Also, Depp took to the stand first, denying the allegations of abuse, according to the Sun report. He insisted that the then-wife, Amber Heard, was lying. Meanwhile, when it was Heard's turn, she claimed that Depp threatened to kill her many times, among other violent events. Regardless of the judge ruling, celebrity journalists who has been covering the case all agree that both parties have effectively ruined their careers in show business. I mean, when you start getting called Amber Turd, it's not the greatest thing. Just talking here. What happens? I mean, like, how do you move forward from here? Like, do you do anything inside of Hollywood going forward, or are you done? Like, is Johnny Depp going to focus on his music now? And where were the security guards during all this stuff? Okay, so let's do this one more time. This will be the last time today. 866-930-SFM1. 866-930-SFM1. I will take, I'll randomly pick up the, the phone call. And you'll get the ticket for the virtual live event for tomorrow. There you go. Best of luck.
show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I'm always amazed on how quick some people move here. It's really amazing. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. I didn't hit the mute button. Hold on. Okay, let's continue. Jimi Hendrix Japanese Sunburst Electric Guitar is headed to auction. Cruise GWS Auction is hoping to snag at least 50K for the item. The winning bidder not only gets the guitar, but will also receive the letter of origin and have the opportunity to dine in with Jim's Jimmy's brother, Leon Hendricks. The auction set for August the 8th also has Prince Custom Purple Boots, Elvis Presley's Neo, Neo style. Neo style. Not neon, Neo style sunglasses. Tom Hanks castaway costume. I thought he didn't wear much of anything on Castaway. Muhammad Ali's custom white terry cloth world champion robe. So something to think about there. Britney Spears' ex-husband, Kevin Federline, has no issues with the singer seeing their sons amid the drama with the free Britney movement. Despite the many concerns surrounding Brit's mental health, Kevin claims that he is confident their kids, 14 and 13-year-old, are safe in her company. The 38-year-old has been trying to get out of court-approved conservatorship overseen by her dad jamie spears for years now the free bitterning movement has been trending for months by fans who appear to be in on what they believe is the truth that brit is competent and sane is that really still a thing i thought it was a long time ago that that whole issue occurred like you know leave Brittany alone or whatever the hell it was that was kind of making the circles at the time. Something to think about for sure. Anyway, so I don't know. How do you look into that hazard matrix? How do you look in that and go, okay, this makes some logical sense for sure. I don't know. I look at it and kind of chuckle. Anyways, Natalie Portman revealed via Instagram live that filming on a new Marvel flick, Thor Love and Thunder will begin early next year in Australia. The film is expected to be released in February of 2022. So hopefully something cool will happen there because we never know. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay. Regis Philman will be buried on the campus of his beloved alma mater, the University of Notre Dame. According to multiple reports, there will be a funeral service for the talk show legend at the famed Catholic. I have music playing in the background. That's fantastic. At the famed Catholic school of the Sacred Heart outside of South Bend, Indiana, followed by a burial in the University Cedar Grove Cemetery. Philman, who passed away in his sleep on Friday, frequently visited the campus and gushed over the school whether he, whether he could go on TV again. I don't know. I'm still kind of lost about that whole thing. You still watch live with Regis and Kathy Lee. And I know it's something, what is it? Kelly and Ryan now or some horseshit like that. I like Seacrest. Kelly Ripper, I like her too. I mean, I used to, I used to listen to a lot of Seacrest when he was doing, I still think he does America's Top 40. But I used to listen to a lot of it. Anyways, Post Malone. Yeah, that guy. Is one step closer to making his dream of World Beer Pong League a legitimate business. The rapper filed trademark for the name World Pong League. Why not World? What World Pong League? With hopes to 
operating official beer pong tournaments, competition events, and exhibitions under the label. Post also plans to put a League of Moniker on everything from drinking glasses to game tables, cup racks, and balls, and casual sportswear. So I don't know. When you kind of hang out inside of your real world, you know, not this horseshit that we have going on right now, but when you get to kind of go back out and do the things that you like to do, are you big into drinking? And I'm just asking, not, and I'm not going to say I'm asking for a friend, because I interact with a lot of people that are in the safety world, and a lot of them like to drink because they have stressful jobs, and I understand that. But are you big into the beer pong scene? Are you big into, let's get balls in a cup? I mean, I'm just asking. I think it's interesting on how it works sometimes. I've hung out with, with safety professionals in the past. Duh. Where they get like stupid drunk. And I'm talking like stupid drunk where I was like amazed on how stupid drunk they get. And, you know, nothing against that. Just stupid drunk. And there's there's a time and place for everything if you're interested in doing that kind of stuff. For sure. Anyways, let's move on real quick before we get too far behind because that's been my thing as of late. Anyways, let's talk about some celebrations of some birthdays for today. So today is Soldier Boy, if you remember him. The rapper turns 30 today. Yeah, that's Superman song. If anybody ever paid attention to that song, <laughs> I would love for you to pay attention to what the words say. Because I don't think a lot of people do. When he says Superman her on what he's referencing. I just bring that up. Anyways, Wong Jagualdo, current disputed president of Venezuela, turns 37. Dana White. Yeah, the UFC guy. A president. The head honcho of the UFC turns 51. Jim Davis, creator of Carfield, turns 75. Bill Bradley, NBA pro turned U.S. senator, is 77. He has to be the tallest senator there because he was, what was he, like 7'6 or some horseshit like that? I mean, he was big guy born today back on this date in 1954 hugo chavez was born back in 1954 he passed away in 2013 just something to think about why am i getting a u from mr safety consulting i'm not sure what i did there so let's talk about a couple different things real quick before i forget so number one we haven't talked about it because I forgot to do it yesterday because I kind of bailed early. But if you are running through any thoughts of depression and suicide, suicidal thoughts, please call our friends, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. You can call them at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 or 1-800-273-TALK. They are a resource that is available 24-7. You can also go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Remember, the tech, the phone number does not work as a text message. That's something else to think about. So, as I mentioned that, just make sure that you take a look. Sheldon's giving me a fail for the Soldier Boy song. 
I didn't make the song. I, w- I remember being at the Orlando Magic basketball game and t- paying close attention to what the song said. And I was like, holy shit, there's kids here. And they're playing that song. Yeah, it's that bad. Let's bring that up real quick. Anyways, real quick, Chew, before I forget, we talk about it from time to time, missingkids.org. If you ever had your phone and you get an Amber Alert and kind of figure out what else you can do and search on where some of these children are missing, if you go to missingkids.org, that is a website that is available that will tell you what children are missing in the area. I have told you that in the past they were looking for people to assist in some of the places that they're located at for you know children that are missing. Right now they're not taking volunteers because of the COVID-19. So if you are interested in being able to assist them, you can go to the website, take a look around, see our children that are missing. You can also do financial donations, and that is at missingkids.org. That is the website for the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. So you can take a look at either one of those. Just think about that if you do have the opportunity to be able to assist with those things. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Uh Uh-oh, Sheldon's blessing me all of a sudden out of the blue. Okay, so let's continue here real quick. Well, let's cover a couple of things coming up. Tomorrow, we are doing the Hop 101 class. So if you have the opportunity, come hang out with us starting at 9 o'clock in the morning. If you go to safetyfm.io, we will be conducting a Hop 101 class for beginners. So that's something if you're interested in being part of, you're more than welcome to join us. Also, what else do we got going on? Coming up next month. On October, listen to me, August the 6th, Sam Goodman and myself will be doing a session that will be open to the public called A Question About Equality. You can get your free tickets at safetyfm.com forward slash live virtual. This will be another one of those events where we will not be broadcasting on Safety FM. It will only be live to the audience that is there virtually. And we will only be leaving with the learnings and the memories of the event because we will never air it, just so you know. Anyway, so besides that, that's pretty much what we all have going on here. I am definitely leaving you again early today, and I apologize about that. Normally try to go longer, but definitely my voice is shot again because I'm realizing this more and more. So if you haven't taken a listen to it, please take a chance of doing so. Today I had an interview that came out with Andrea Baker from the hop hub she also has a website called the hop mentor if you're interested in learning a little bit more about human and organizational performance go to her website there's some stuff hanging out there that you can take a look at, look at also if you haven't taken a listen or taken a view you can take a view of the interview that andrew and i did yesterday well really it came out today but it was the middle of the night so we can say yesterday anyways thank you for always being the best part of safety fm and that is the listener I am going to let you go. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Duh. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.